one four four o five nine c o v i d thank you for calling the metro health medical covid 19 hotline for english press one para espanol oprima el dos for information regarding the coronavirus press one if you believe you have signs or symptoms and want to speak to a registered nurse press two if you have a follow-up appointment scheduled with Metro Health and would like to have a provider call you rather than coming to our Welcome to Metro Health's Prescription for Hope. I'm John Campanelli. In less than two weeks, more than 4,200 callers have connected with our nurses on Metro Health's COVID-19 hotline. More than 2,100 of them have had doctor's visits over the phone as a result. That's more than 2,100 people who did not have to interact with others by getting in a car or a bus or an Uber and coming to a doctor's office, health center, or emergency room. Primary care physician Dr. David Margulius has been leading the hotline effort from the clinical side, recruiting docs to work shifts around the clock, creating new workflows so they can access medical records and talk to patients remotely, and of course, Dr. Margulius is providing over-the-phone care. From the guest room of his home in Cleveland, where he's been working much and sleeping little for the past 10 days, Dr. Margolius connected with us via Zoom. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, sounds good. Good, 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 good. For part of the conversation, we were joined by a guest. Yeah, it's, uh, here, this is the more exciting piece. Hello. Can you say hi? Yeah. No? (laughs) (laughs) So who is that? This is my son, Nalawi. He's two years old. He is a more uh, rambunctious older brother is uh, out with mama right now. Getting okay. Some From the curbside delivery, of course. The hotline works like this. If callers just want information, they press one and they're connected to resources about the coronavirus. Or they can talk to a registered nurse. The nurse answers their questions and assesses their needs. About half of those callers get connected with a Metro Health doctor for a telephone visit. Doctors who signed up for shifts, so far Dr. Margolius has recruited 80 of them, then see a notification pop up on their computer. With his son safely out of the room, Dr. Margolius stopped our conversation and reached out to a patient. I'll give them a call now. I'm just going to read their chart for a second first. So um, the nurse note says that they've had shortness of breath with walking, um, which is a little bit worse than normal. Some some wheezing this morning. So I'm just going to give them a call and see how they're doing. Hi, it's Dr. Dave Margulies He's calling from Metro Health. Okay, I'm so sorry you're not feeling well. For about 15 minutes, Dr. Margolius listens to the patient. And so when you take a deep breath, is that causing pain or discomfort for you? Offers advice. Um, so I think that would be fine. I think that would be fine if you're still, if you're feeling worse, then that's what we're here for. And lots of comfort. Okay, my friend, we're here for you, okay? You might be operating under the assumption that a phone call from a doctor, what we call a telehealth visit, 
is somehow inferior to an old-fashioned face-to-face trip to the doctor's office. That's not necessarily true, Dr. Margolius says. I've always been a big, and most of us in primary care, and we really love the phone. The phone is a, is a powerful tool for, for providing care and reassurance and, and um, just being able to uh, interact with people outside of the doctor's office where people tend to be you know, a little bit more nervous and a little bit more kind of inpatient character, if that makes sense. And we've all been that, you know, sat in a waiting room and then you, you know, you go, the medical assistant takes you and you kind of go through the whole thing. And then you sit in an exam room alone, waiting, you know, with the door shut, waiting for the doctor to pop in. And so the whole experience is kind of, doesn't put anybody kind of in their best self. So I've always loved talking to my patients on the phone um, because I just am catching them in a different environment. Um, so that part's been good and normal. Um, I think the added element is really just that, you know, everybody's so appropriately nervous because this is just something that's never, you know, in any of our lifetimes happened before. And how are you dealing with, you're answering the calls all day, you're, you're absorbing people's concerns it takes a toll on you. How, how are you doing personally and how are you dealing with all that? Well, I'll tell you the truth. So, um, uh, so I have been um, sort of for most of this, just, it's not I'm sort of engaged as you can be. I mean, just, just, kind of in the moment as much as I could be and running 24 seven for really the last 10 days, like have not had a real sleep, um, kind of up all night at all, at all times, kind of just checking to make sure the backlog is okay. And just moving from one decision to the next as quickly as I can, like answering emails as soon as they come in, answering text calls, you know, as soon as they come in, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely hit me and, and hit us, the, the gravity of the situation and, and like how much we're all kind of caring, but it wasn't, um, something happened last night, uh, that just hit me so hard in a good way. So I, I there was this, I, I don't know if you saw this on, um, cleveland.com, one of our clients, one of our patients who, who called the hotline, um, wrote a piece about her experience, um, and and it just I, I just read it and everybody was asleep in the house and I just read it and just broke down crying. I mean it just was so it was so powerful and it just was so it just made it all it just made it feel like it was all worth it. It's been said that a person's true character is revealed in a crisis. Dr. Margolius and the COVID-19 hotline doctors and nurses, they're passing the test. We've all um, trained in an era when, where, where, I mean, I think I'm speaking for everybody here, but um, where we wanted to know what kind of doctors we would have been in the 1980s during the HIV epidemic. I mean, that was what we all wanted to kind of find out. I mean, you know, not, we didn't want a pandemic to find this out, but, but, but we did, we, you know, we well, always wondered, you know, would I have been one of the docs in the 1980s who would have taken my gloves off and, you know, touched someone who had HIV on the shoulder and reassured them. Um, this is, this has been our chance to step up and, and, and show folks 
and you know show ourselves really not show folks show really show ourselves like who we are do you have questions about the coronavirus or are you feeling sick call the metro health covid19 hotline at 1-440-59-COVID that's 1-440-592-6844 We'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, wash your hands, be kind, and thanks for listening. So I'll give you a tour of the house here, if that's okay. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> See what's going on. Right at, we're just right at the top of the stairs here. All right, be careful. Yeah, right, and then this is Lieben. Lieben, can you say hi to John? Hi. Hello. So he's reading about electric cars. What car you drive? My car is not electric. I wish it was. It's gas. It's a Chevrolet. Chevrolet? Yeah, Chevrolet. we have a toy car at our house. Oh, I love it. You gonna show it to me? <laughs> a lot of cars, a lot of cars. All right, be careful where you step. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you wanna ask John what type of Chevrolet he has? What type of Chevrolet? It's a small Chevrolet.